Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Well, can you accept it? Really now, I can hardly believe it myself, but we have started a new year. Really. So on this very first Lord's Day, I want very much to wish all of you a very happy new year. I want, too, to say how much we here at Echoes of Calvary appreciate you as our listening audience, for your faithfulness in listening to us, and for your prayers for this weekly broadcast as we seek to serve the Lord in this special way. We believe that we have a unique ministry, a ministry that we take quite seriously, and we dedicate ourselves again for another year of ministering to you as we serve God through the miracle of radio. Stand with us in steadfast prayer that we will hold a bulwark against the enemy, presenting the wonderful truths contained in God's Word and illustrating how to inculcate those truths into our daily walk, witnessing to the exciting things that our God has in store for those who love Him and who are called according to His will on earth. Our prayer for ourselves is that we will faithfully fulfill this mission, part of which is this broadcast again this year. We invite you to join us in this mission. Tune in with us each week as we open the Word and expound the riches of God's wisdom as revealed in His ancient Word, an ancient Word that is filled with wisdom and reveals God to us in abundant ways. We are excited as we face this marvelous opportunity and begin again another year. It is our prayer that together we will learn more of the wonderful love of God and understand better how He wants us to reflect that love in a dying world. Here's our first song call to worship. Since I came to know the Lord and trusted in His Word, I discovered love that's so, so rare. Now I want to be with Him up in that home above. I'm a longing to be over Be 
As I think about the new year in which we've just entered, let me ask you to pledge with us here at Echoes of Calvary to commit to a more wholesome and dedicated life, one in which the Lord will be honored and his holy name lifted up as men and women come to learn more of what he expects and desires of his disciples while we await his glorious return for us. It is too easy to go with the flow instead of standing firm for that which we know is the right way. I came across a reading on biblical ethics with a number of observations and interesting applications that came to me. Let me quote from that article. It must seem as a matter of great importance to God that his people who have been justified by faith alone live every day of their lives walking in obedience to God's moral standards. In fact, John 14, Jesus says four times, and he stresses the essential connection between loving him and obeying what he commands. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, daily obedience, expressing faith, loyalty, and a love toward Christ will all have a transforming effect. End quote. These words have been with me for a few days now. I've pondered them in my subconscious and I've let them work through my soul as I've thought about the implications that they contain. It is appropriate, too, to focus on how we expect to live our lives as we enter a new year, laying down some promises to better ourselves based on our own strength and ambition is doomed to failure, just like every other New Year's resolutions that we've made in the past. We mean well, but we lack the determination and the continued stamina to hold fast. So I especially noted the text that said, Empowered by the Holy Spirit, Daily obedience, expressing faith, loyalty, and a love toward Christ will have a transforming effect. In other words, we look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and we rely on him and feed on his strength and learn from him as we die daily to ourselves and allow him in faith and expectancy for what he has in store for us. Let us turn our eyes upward and our hearts inward to the scriptures and learn from him. Join us each week here on the broadcast as Pastor Lee opens the word and lets the Holy Spirit empower us all in his name.
now with his message for today. Here's our pastor, Alan Lee. Greetings, my friends. I trust that you have had a blessed Christmas and are still rejoicing in the wonderful truth that God is with us in the person of his Son, Jesus Christ, through his indwelling Holy Spirit. That's right, folks. For believers, those who have trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, Christmas is still going on due to the fact that he has taken up residence within us and now wants us to incarnate the Word of God in our daily lives. Let me repeat that. He has taken up residence within us and now wants us to incarnate the Word of God in our daily lives. This is why I call the message the Incarnation Phase 2. Now, this is an amazing truth. Listen carefully, because I don't want you to miss this truth. Jesus, as the first Christmas gift, Emmanuel, God with us, he was the Word become flesh. However, after he left and went back to glory, he and the Father sent another gift, one just like him, the Holy Spirit. And his mission is specifically to glorify Emmanuel in and through the believer. I call this the reverse incarnation or the incarnation phase two. This is the time in which the believer through the Holy Spirit lives out the word of God daily in his life. In other words, to live out the word in his flesh. The believer now becomes the word. He incarnates the word in his life, meaning that we live Christ-like lives. This, I say, is the incarnation phase two. What a fantastic concept this is, and what a challenge to godly living. It has been said that if we want to know what God looks like, all we have to do is to look at Jesus Christ. His words, his deeds, and attitude reflect the nature and essence of God. Friends, now listen carefully. Because of the indwelling Christ through the Holy Spirit, we should be able to say, if you want to see what Christ looks at today, look at me. How sad it is that many, including Christians, who celebrate Christmas, do so without any attempt or desire at all to glorify Christ in the celebrations. We saw that just the last two weeks. Christ is certainly not seen in their behavior, in their attitude, or in their words. The concept of the incarnation and the truth that the incarnate Christ now lives within them has little or no impact upon them at all. How sad to celebrate the season, in fact, to live our life in such a way. I trust this was not and is not true of you who are listening to my voice. My prayer is that even as it was in the first Christmas, the Word became flesh through the work of the Holy Spirit. So now, as we begin a new year, through the Holy Spirit living in us, in our flesh, we will become or we will live out that Word in our lives. In this way, we will really keep the spirit of Christmas alive the year round. What better way to begin this new year then? If it's one thing we need to see demonstrated in practical ways, more than ever before, it is Christ's likeness, both within and without the institutionalized church. In fact, I am persuaded that if professing believers 
would behave like the Christ they profess to know and love, more unbelievers would become believers. If we take TV as a guide, for instance, which we shouldn't, but if we did, we would have to conclude that the church is nothing more than a commercialized, money-making, entertainment-driven, personal enrichment organization seeking only to make religious pop stars out of preachers, pastors, singers, and musicians. Isn't it amazing how many now famous artists had their start in the church's choir and praise teams? Now they sing hymns and choruses only as side attractions to lure the weak and sickly profession believers into their fold. You say, Pastor Lee, you're being very harsh. Well, my friends, that's intentional, but it's not harsh. It's blunt truthfulness. I am completely fed up and disgusted with the way in which professing Christians have treated and are treating the Son of God who was made flesh so that he could save his people from their sins. It appears as though most people think he came to give them a reason to continue in their sins. Drinking, carousing, lying, stealing, showing greed, lust, egotism, living up the good life, and all in the name of Jesus. What a tragedy. It seems as though holiness, purity, dignity, and integrity seem to have disappeared from the preacher's lips these days and the believer's life. It's all money, wealth, fine clothes, and fancy cars. No more need for sacrifice or self-denial or taking up the cross and following Jesus. Even Jesus is no longer seen as a man who had no place to lay his head. Instead, he's made out by these preachers to be a rich man who had to take his banker along with him to keep track of all the money he was raking in from the poor peasants who followed him and came to hear him preach and teach. That's the kind of preaching we have from our pulpits today. But perhaps the biggest tragedy and disgrace of all of this is how the word of God is handled in today's pulpits. Man's word is now replacing God's word, and man still is calling it God's word. Biblical exegesis is replaced with a personal nasegesis in which the preacher ideas are imposed upon the text and still is claimed to be the word of God. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Quote, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal proclamation in Christ, who makes known through us the fragrance that consists of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a sweet aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the latter an odor from death to death, but to the former a fragrance from life to life. Who is adequate for these things? For we are not like so many others, hucksters who peddle the word of God for profit. But we are speaking in Christ before God as persons of sincerity, as persons sent from God. End of quote. Notice, the word of God leads the hearer either to life or death when it is preached accurately, depending upon one's acceptance or rejection of that word. Paul called those who mishandled the word of God for their own prophets hucksters and peddlers. In other words, 
religious salesmen, conmen, religious motivational con artists, and they lead their hearers astray in the name of God. What a tragedy this is, my friends. They lead their hearers through the narrow gate, only then to lead them to walk the broad road that leads to destruction. The Bible tells us that judgment always begins in the household of God. Perhaps it will be in this new year when we are going to see that judgment begins with preachers who peddle the word of God for personal profit and for professing believers who think they can be saved by saying a prayer and making a decision rather than really trusting in Jesus Christ alone as the basis for their salvation and crying out to Christ because they realize that they're headed for hell. I pray, my friends, that this year will be one in which many Christians repent of their sins. The incarnate Christ must be seen, heard, and experienced in this new year if the church in the Bahamas is going to regain its once respected and vital role in our society. This is my burden, the integrity and sanctity of the church. And I say again, the place we must begin is a proper respect for the handling of the word of God and a living out of the incarnate Christ. I say again, too much of what is declared to be the word of God is in actual fact the word of man. Paul says we must make a clear distinction. Listen to him in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works in you that believe. End of quote. Notice now, it's the word of God, not the word of man, that works effectively in those who believe. He's talking to believers and the need for the word of God to be lived out in our lives. Here also the words of the prophet in Isaiah chapter 55. He says in verse 9, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there without watering the earth, and making it bear and sprout, and furnishing seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, listen carefully now, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. End of quote. Notice again what the word says. God promises to bless his word, not our word or even what we say about his word. He promises to bless his word. My friends, that is why we need to go into the word to get our message and not to take our own message into the word, but rather to take God's message out of the word. Beloved, as harsh as it may seem, I believe it is true nonetheless. Most of what we hear being preached today is not God's word. It is man's word about God's word. We have psychology, history, stories, culture, humor, positive thinking, health and wealth, but not the word of God. Here again, the words of the prophet Jeremiah 
as he speaks out in God's name against those who claim to be preaching the word of God when they are not. Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 14. Then the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying falsehood in my name. I have neither sent them, nor commanded them, nor spoken to them. They are prophesying to you a false vision, divination, futility, and the deception of their own minds. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who are prophesying in my name, although it was not I who sent them, yet they keep saying, there shall be no sword of famine in this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall meet their end. The people also to whom they are prophesying will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem. Why? Because of the famine of the sword. And there will be no one to bury them, neither them, nor their wives, nor their sons, nor their daughters. For I shall pour out their own wickedness on them. Here, God is condemning false prophets as well as those who listen to them. My friends, this is serious business we are about. And I am praying that God will bring a change to this community in the church in this coming year and that we will truly get back to proclaiming the word of God for what it is, the word of God and not the word of man. The word is clear. Judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. I say again, I trust that this new year will be a time of genuine repentance for those who name the name of Christ and especially for those of us who proclaim the word of God in his name. As always, this is Senior Pastor Meredith Allen Lee saying, Selah, think and act on these things. You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. There forevermore to stay. The great command is promised, he will surely come again. I am listening every moment, for the mighty trumpet sound.
happen in a moment. Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every morning for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground and our tolling will be in a moment Jesus Christ could come again